Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners of Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal We welcome you to our interview segment, and today it is with Haji Abdul Hamid Sa. And he's come in, he's in studio with us, so it adds much more value and it adds much more, you would say, um, much more jewels to this because in essence, when you're speaking over the phone, you cannot see expressions, you cannot see the real responses. And this is what they say, body language also, it plays an important role. And this is why you would say in Palestine currently, that many people, they the journalists who see what is happening there, and the hadith of Rasul Sallallahu there is no news like eyewitness. There is no news like when the eyewitnesses certain things. So this is what it is when you witness and you see to the eye. So that is today. In fact, our topic is about the eye, inshallah. And Haji Abdul Hamid Sahib has joined us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana, Jazakallah for inviting me here. And Assalamu alaikum to all the team here at Marcus Sahaba and to the listeners, the esteemed listeners there. Jazakallah for inviting me. Just as a short introduction, Haji Abdul Hamid Sahib will tell us what's. But if you recall, and for those listeners who followed the previous podcast or the previous um, program that we had with Haji Abdul Hamid, he explained about the condition of his daughter. And just as a nutshell, that how she was born, they didn't recognize that, and the doctors couldn't pick it up then. Of course, the technology was not of such nature, but it was advanced, but still too, they couldn't pick it up. And the honorable father of this daughter picked it up, and then he was determined, and they then told him that this is a reality. But then she goes on to become an alima. She then goes on not just to restrict the knowledge to herself, she then teaches others of the, who are also in the same condition. So, Haji Sap will give us the details, inshallah. Ji, assalamu alaikum, Mulana. Recapping on what we have discussed the previous time, my daughter is born blind, totally blind. We, we realized when she was very small that uh, she was blind. And from doctor to doctor, hospital to hospital, clinic to clinic, eventually she was diagnosed as being totally blind. And as the doctor said, she's totally blind and she'll never see again. And father, mother, all of us, we accepted this. And from one stage to the next stage, we went, we started with, I started teaching her the the 30th part at home, she by heart did in no time. She went on to madrasa, local madrasa here. She learned the Alif Bata with uh, normal sighted children. And then after that, it was time to go to school, uh, what she called real school. Daddy, I want to go to real school. So we went to school. The only school that was available for us at that time was in Peter Malsberg. That's the only school for Indian blind children at that time. Today, schools are all open. But at that time, we had to go to Peter Meisberg. So what we did is, as a family, we relocated. We moved, we trekked from Johannesburg, and we went to Peter Meisberg, and we started a life there, not having a job, not having any income. But Allah Ta'ala willed it, and eventually I was employed in the same school, the School for the Blind, and I started teaching there. I was a qualified teacher, and 
I studied further. I did a diploma in specialized education, specializing with the, the visually impaired children. I studied further and got a degree. Alhamdulillah, my daughter in the meantime progressed swiftly in school. Um, till today, she is extremely, as I always said, she is extremely proficient in Braille. Four codes of Braille, English, Afrikaans, Arabic, and gen mathematics. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah, Molana, you can just stop me when you feel. Now, at this stage, there's a couple of people that we need to mention. When we're talking about Aparazia being proficient in Braille, where did this all start? When she was a little child here in Johannesburg, in Lanesia, we used to take her, we registered her at Tiba, Tiba Services for the Blind, and there was a gentleman by the name of Ibrahim Patel. Ibrahim Patel encouraged us. He is late now, but he encouraged us to go further and take her to school. He's a he was a principal himself. So we registered Razia at uh, Tiba, and she learned the uh, English Arabic uh, English code in Braille, and before no time she she had uh, mastered it. When we went to school, there's a couple of ladies that I need to talk about. The first one one is a lady by the name of Safia Musa. She is totally blind, and she taught as uh, she teaches um, Braille. Besides mercantile law in school there, but she was also a, a teacher of Braille. She taught Razia the English and Afrikaans Braille. Today, Alhamdulillah, Razia is teaching her hmm. the Arabic Braille. MashaAllah. One of the ladies is Safia Musa. She taught my daughter the English Afrikaans Braille. Now it is my daughter that is teaching her online Arabic Braille to read the Quran. Alhamdulillah. Another person that we need to acknowledge, and maybe I should have mentioned this first. When my daughter started uh, Madrasa there in Peter Marisburg, now this is a real Madrasa, under the tutorship of Molana Hassan Marchi. Molana Hassan Marchi today is very proficient in Arabic Braille, but where did he learn Arabic Braille? I mean, he came out from, uh, he's from Turkeshwar. He studied in Turkeshwar, he came here, and now he's looking for a job. How did this all start? There was a gentleman, by the, I'm name, naming these people, these are special people, Haji Isop Mandvi. Haji Sab has a few children that are visually impaired. Not totally blind, but visually impaired. They won't function in mainstream school. Now, he needed somebody to teach his children. Mm. So he went from Molana to Molana looking for somebody to teach his children until he came to Molana Hassan Machi. Molana Machi was prepared and he said, okay, let's go for it. And Haji Isuk Mandwi actually is the founder of this madrasa. He established this madrasa, Madrasa Nur for the Blind. And Molana Hassan Machi is a director, the principal of the madrasa. I had a very intimate relationship with Haji Isuk Mandwi. He took me everywhere. I was in the initial stages of 
in Peter Mazberg and he would take me here, he would take me there. We would go for the Starabi, we'd go to that madrasa, go to that uh, masjid. And every day he would send his transport, a driver with his car to come and fetch my daughter in that little outbuilding that I was talking about in the last interview, that little outbuilding. The driver used to come there, pick up my daughter, take her hand and take her to the car, take her to school, drop her there, take her to the classroom, and that is how he rendered service. And in the afternoons, he would do the same. He would come fetch Razia, bring her home. Wonderful service. That was Haji Yusuf Manvi. Another person that we're talking about in terms of Braille was a lady by the name of Firoza. Firoza Faqih. The name Faqih is a very famous name, especially in the Cape area. This family also has a number of blind children, totally blind children, not visually impaired only, but totally blind. I think there's three brothers and two sisters that are totally blind. Her father, when it came to time to go to school, again a question, which school? Which school? So they took a bold step and they said, we're going to go to Pakistan. He took his two daughters, Farida and Feroza, and he took them to Pakistan, registered them there in a school in Pakistan, and that's where they learned the Braille, the English Braille and the Arabic Braille. In that school, in that madrasa there. Feroza Faki completed the schooling and came back to South Africa. Now she comes in. Now all this is not just a coincidence. As I said in the previous interview, Hazam and Fadli Rabi. When you add all the dots together, then you see everything is fitting into place. Here is Firoza Safaki, here is Safiya Musa, here is Molana Hassan Marchi, and they all came together. And now Molana Marchi uh, goes to Firoza Faki and he learns the Braille from her. The Arabic Braille, he learns it from her. He goes to Safiya Musa and he learns the English Braille from her. And Molana Marchi is now teaching my daughter Razia and all the other children that are there. Now, Firoza Faki is the one that every time a child is saying Alif Bata or Bismillah, all the Ajah, the Sawab must go to her, to Firoza Faki, because she actually taught Molana. And Moana taught all the children mm. that are there around the world. Mm. Around the world, he's got children from all over the world who are blind, and now he's teaching them here in Peter Marisburg. No, not in Peter Marisburg. Now, today it's in Sitara. Sitara is just a, little few, a few kilometers out of Peter Marisburg. The madrasa is huge. It's on a large complex, and it's state-of-the-art madrasa. Everything that is latest, you will find it there. One one machine to braille, to do the actual brailing or whatever notes or Quran or whatever it is, costs over a million rand. Mm. And they got a few of them. Alhamdulillah, as we said, where is this matrix? In, in Sidara. Sidara is just outside of Hawik. Mm. First comes Hawik and then comes Sidara and then comes to. It's a stay in madrasa. The same madrasa. Stay in madrasa. Yeah, you stay in madrasa. Mm. But only boys. Only boys. There's no females. At this stage, there's still no accommodation for girls. As I said last time, 
Razia was the first female to be admitted in that madrasa and was a fi- final one, the last, the last one. There's one. never been another female. There has been day scholars. Come in the morning, go away. So, alhamdulillah, that is an acknowledgement to some of the people that we needed to talk about. Safiya Musa, Molana Mirchi, uh, Feroza Faqih, and Haji Subhandri. Another lady that I needed to talk about was a, a white woman by the name of Anne Hadley. <clears throat> When Razia was a, I don't know if I mentioned it the last time, when Razia was a baby, I started researching from going from one to another. And there was no computers, there were no cell phones, or Google this and Google that. Eventually, uh, that same Mr. Ibrahim Patel put me onto SANCB, South African National Council for the Blind. It's an organization, the headquarters is in Pretoria. It's an umbrella body, National Council for the Blind, and all other blind organizations fall under it. So Tiba falls under it also. I made an arrangement and I spoke to her, and she, an amazing woman, she put uh, the whole scenario together and she said, I'll send you literature. And every few weeks she would send me a book on the, the issues that I need to know as a parent what to do. And she, one day when we went to Pretoria, I went to registered university at UNISA, I said, let's go to SNCB. We went there. Mola, you won't believe it. An old, old, old lady with that bent and she gave her life in the service of the blind. Hmm. If only Allah had given them, he died. Spinster, but gave her whole life in the service of the blind. Mulan, at this stage, uh, I've come with some of the Jeez. persons that played a crucial role in this, our daughter's education. Mulan, any questions? The many lessons we learned from this also is, uh, Haji Sab mentioned about uh, the teachers, and it just made me recall my teacher to my nursery. She taught us Aposofia. I was just thinking about that. They teach us Alif Bata. And today you're reading Arabic, you're reading this, you read. But if it wasn't for them, you can't. Now imagine, I'm just trying to go into this realm of the people of the blind. What kind of world this is, and you can't see nothing. But you're still so inspired, car- uh, courageous to learn all of this. Mashallah, this is great lessons for us. I just have, we want to discuss also the the different states or the diseases of the eye. I think. Mm. So we have about 10 minutes, inshallah. Ji, Mulana, the family that I talked about, Haji Isuk Mandvi and his children, not blind children, but visually impaired, they have a, a condition which is known as albinism. We call, in those days we used to say albinos, albinos. Mm. They are white in color. To be politically correct, it's Persons with albinism, don't say al- albino, eh? they can charge you for that. It's, a it's race, hate speech. Okay. It's a derogatory term. Mm. So we say people with albinism. It's a hereditary condition. That means it goes through the family. And there's a lack of pigment in the body. So you see the lack of pigment in their eyes, in their hair, in the skin. There's no pigment. There's no color. Mm. Uh, 
that these people have pink skin, blonde to white hair, and uh, they're very sensitive to bright light. Very sensitive. They That's why you see them with the umbrella and covering themselves. Yeah, covering themselves, or always wearing uh, sunglasses. Hmm. And but some of them have vision problems, and some of them don't have vision problems. It varies from person to person. So it's not necessarily linked to the vision. But it has to do with it's, vision. Yeah, but it's con- the basic condition is albinism. Hmm. And there are different visual aids that you can use, multifocal glasses, spectacles, and things like that, to assist the person with albinism. Hmm. Now, that family of Haji Sumanvi, all the children have this condition of albinism. They're not blind. The children are not blind, but they have what is known as albinism. The, another condition, now I'm talking about this because Molana asked me to talk about some of the common eye conditions. Then there's another one call, called astigmatism. Mm-hmm. Astigmatism, it's commonly present from birth. Mm-hmm. While the cornea is curved. You mean looking at this here, it's curved. It's not straight. It's curved. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about this mic here. People with astigmatism, have blurred vision, eye strains, and very commonly, they have headaches. Mm. A large percentage of people with myopia. Myopia is another condition where you can only see things that are very close to you. Mm. So, because you're straining your eyes all the time, headaches follow. Mm. Headaches follow. Again, it is something that can be corrected with glasses. Corrected means put in order. Mm. Or... Corrective surgery, there is also surgery that is recommended. Another term that we use is we are two people with two eyes. And for the two eyes to work together, I want to see this mic here. The two eyes both focus on this point here, and we concentrate on that one article. This is called binocular vision. Binocular two. The ability of both eyes to simultaneously focus on an object. That is, they come together to receive the images which go to the, from the eyes to the brain. Then we got what is known as cataract, a common problem for elderly people. Uh, it's a condition which uh, the eye, the lens of the eye, all of us come with this lens here. It is normally clear to allow for vision to take place. Now, this person with cataract has this lens which is cloudy. It doesn't, it doesn't allow the image to go through clearly. It's cloudy, it's opaque, and cataracts normally happen without pain. You don't feel any mm. pain. They can affect one eye or both eyes, and over time, as it, you age, it becomes uh, more and more pronounced, and it affects your vision. Now the vision, your eyes, everything becomes more and more blurred and it's fuzzy and the colors seem to fade. And all this is related to aging. So you always find elderly people having to go for cataract surgery. They can use uh, eyeglasses, magnifying glasses, but today, cataract surgery is very common. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so common, many places are offering it free of charge. Mm-hmm. To the elderly, you go in there, make an appointment, and they'll do it free of charge. TBA is one of the services that render uh, the service of cataract surgery. They don't do it, but they refer you to Dexina Clinic. Then there is a thing called, not very common, color blindness. Mm. Color blindness where the person gets confused between not black and white, mm. <laughs> but red and green. Mm. These people two, generally think color blind you only see in black and white, yeah. as you've mentioned. Because of that apartheid mm. ideology, we, we grew up with that apartheid thing, and it's either straightforward, black or white. <laughs> Um, as Mufti always says, I grew up in Heidelberg. <laughs> we grew up in Denver, Vitas, so we know what is that. Uh, mm. And sometimes they get confused between blue and green. Com- colors that are fairly common, and it's something that can be corrected with surgeries. And there's a very famous one known as congenital eye defects. Congenital means that which you came from when you were born. Congenital. Mm. It's not mm. something that came afterwards you were born. It's inherent. Yeah. Any, any kind of condition that was preva- prevalent at the time of birth, these are congenital eye conditions. Now there's a very famous one called retinitis pigmentosa. Just shortened. RP. People just say RP. I got RP. That one got RP. It's retinitis pigmentosa, having to do with the retina. Now, this is a dangerous condition. And this is the condition that my daughter has. But she doesn't have RP. She's got a problem with the retina. We'll come to that. It can be formed through diseases like German measles or deficiencies during pregnancy and all that. And a child picks up this disease. You'll notice it immediately after the child is born. As in our case, we notice it after a few months that Razia was blind. Then, uh, well, we did a cornea disease where the vision is blurred. Then, diabetic retinopathy. Diabetic retinopathy, where the child has diabetes from early on in their life. What you don't realize, again, a silent killer. Diabetes there's no pain, but it is affecting. It's affecting your body. Mm-hmm. And the damaging effects of blindness, it can lead to problems with the, with the retina. The longer one has diabetes, the greater the person's likelihood of diabetic retinopathy. Over a period of time, it will affect your vision loss. People with Diabetes are recommended to go for regular eye tests. Again, to the people out there, if you have diabetes, go regularly for your eye tests. Have it checked out regularly. You don't realize it. You don't feel any pain. But the effect is there. It is slowly taking its toll. What you have to do, you have to maintain a strict uh, control of your blood sugar levels. You have to control it. If not, you're going to see the effects later in life. Well, we've got two minutes left. There's one very common one known as glaucoma. Glaucoma is where the pressure builds up in the eye. Very common amongst our Indian people. Uh, 
and it leads the results to the pressure in the eye building up and it leads to peripheral vision loss. Peripheral means on the side. Mm. On the side, your vision is gone. Mm. And if it is not diagnosed early, you will go blind. And I can think of examples of people around me who have lost their vision with this glaucoma condition. There is treatment. It is available. Have your eyes tested regularly. And let's one more. We did not talk about it, and that is the condition of my daughter's. It is known as retinitis. Oh, we didn't talk of retinitis. We did mention retinitis pigmentosa. Safia Musa, the lady that taught my daughter English Braille in school, she's got retinitis pigmentosa. The, all of us have vision of 180 degrees from left side to right side. All that in front of us is 180 degrees. Mm. But over years, the vision is slowly closing in. If you watch mm. my two arms, I'm bringing them closer and closer mm. and closer and closer. By now you're 30, 40, 50 years, and then it comes so little, small, smaller, smaller, <laughs> it becomes a tiny hole, and one day it's just gone. Mm. Retinitis pigmentosa. Very, very, uh, uh, what, what do you call uh, I don't know, it's a harmful, very frightening disease. Mm. And a lot of people have been affected. In mm. school, when I was teaching there, lots of children had this RP condition. Mm. Lots of children. And and the condition of my daughter associated with premature birth. My daughter was born extremely uh, premature. Um, that there's a because of the retina being damaged with the oxygen there, it lo led to loss of sight, totally blind. This is known as retrolental fibroplasia, a condition that cannot, cannot be corrected. Once you're blind, you're blind. Molana, I'm looking at the time, we've exceeded our time. Any questions? Uh, no, inshallah, we'll have to, if Hajj is up once, we can always do another program, inshallah. But, um, Your radio station. <laughs> inshallah. But, uh, mashallah, one thing I have to say, and that is this motivation for us as parents. Look at the concern, and that concern drove Haji Abdul Hamid Zab, the father, to then do so much of research. When you listen to this, it's like you're speaking to an eye specialist. So this should encourage us too, that we have certain difficulties. Why not take out the time? Go out and learn, because it's for your children's, your child's future. So with this, we say Jazakumullah khairan to Ajisab for this informative lesson on the eye and made us realize so much how we just take things for granted as well. We appreciate it. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Jazakallah for inviting me, Mullah. Assalamu alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.